Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is drive time. Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian in with you. It is time now for Culture Club. Do you really want to Ooh, la la. <laughs> This is what your boss will sing to you when you tender your resignation. Yes, definitely. Especially now when it's very hard to acquire talent and retain talent. It's true. Yep. So we heard the term back in 2022, quiet quitting. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. And that is pretty much when you go to work and you do whatever you have to do, the minimum that you have to yeah. do. Yeah, so it's a cruise along yes. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fair in my opinion, because you're paid to do what you're paid to do. Okay. Well, now there's a new term that's sort of arising this year called quiet hiring. In coming from an employer's perspective, it's also fair because you want to maximize the potential of each employee that you have. Oh, so this means basically making people do more work. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, Well, I want to find out more about this. On the line with us this evening is Adrian Chu, the CEO and founder of Career Agility International. Adrian, good evening. How are you doing, man? Fantastic. It's a bit wet out here, but it's a beautiful, cool weather. We can see it from our windows right here from the lobby studio. (laughs) (laughs) So, Adrian, did I describe that right, quiet quitting. Yeah, quiet quitting is a phenomenon that people were talking about last year, about individuals who kind of got tired of working and just do the barest, barest minimum, which is not very healthy, but it's one of their coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's not an entirely new concept, but at the same time, we have this new one that's come out called quiet hiring. Tim tried to explain it earlier, but perhaps you could expand on it. Tim got it and hit the nail on the head. It's basically when an organization acquires new skills and new help without actually hiring new full-time employees. So it's a sneaky way of filling roles without additional expense. So mm. it's, it's almost like, hey, you know, we need uh, someone to do the accounts. But instead of hiring an accountant, hey, you know, Tim, I understand you did accounting back in school. How about filling the spot? <laughs> no additional money. So, so coming from an employer's perspective, <laughs> this is a win-win situation. I am using your potential and your skills that you can later on use when you're looking for another job. You can say, I did this, I did that. I also did this for this company. Right? Yeah. So it's not all bad, but if the employer is left to do this unchecked and unbridled, you might have your staff having to work really long hours doing things they weren't really employed to do in the first place. So, Adrian, this is my question for you. We, at least myself, maybe Elliot as well, maybe Tian as well, come from a generation where, you know, we were all quietly hired. In you mean fact, by our parents? Uh, well, by our parents <laughs> and by our first jobs, we happily did the things that were, we were asked to do yeah, because yeah. we knew, I guess, that uh, this will be beneficial long term for our careers. So what is the problem now and why is this not such a good thing? Well, I personally think it's good from an employee's perspective As because well. you're being yeah. exposed to uh, new roles. Or and ex- new exploited, areas. as some would say. Exploited, yeah. exposed. <laughs> yes, but yes, the bottom but, line is we are learning something new. True. But when taken to extremes, uh, you might end up uh, getting burnt out over things that you may not have been originally hired to do and mm-hmm. may not be your area of expertise. And you end up doing it and uh, you get burnt out and you get burnt at both ends. Quite sad, right, Adrian? Because I feel like a 30-plus-year-old one day is going to say, I started out quietly hired, now I quietly quit. 
<laughs> but let me put it this way, uh, Adrian, and for everyone else listening, when I was working as a journalist in Canada, there were many things as a reporter you cannot do mm-hmm. in the station because okay. everyone is unionized, so I could oh, not yeah. touch editing yeah. machines, I could not touch cameras, I couldn't shoot oh. because... There were people specifically hired to do that role. And then when I came here to Singapore, I got to do every single aspect of being an on-air person and behind the scenes, which was a great thing for me. See, you got exposure. Exactly. I was exploited, perhaps. I was working a lot, but it was beneficial. Yeah. And why can't these people see this as more exposure as opposed to exploitation? Well, I think it's okay if you do it up to a certain extent, but when you're suddenly being deluged with uh, roles that uh, you may not even be skilled at doing, but your mm-hmm. boss says, hey, you know, I think, you, I think you'd be good at selling, and then you suddenly say, but I've never <laughs> done sales before, and I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm the accountant, and suddenly, there's a, it, uh, it suddenly becomes your KPI, and then suddenly you're not performing. So this is what I did when this happened to me. I did tell my boss, don't take it against me. You're asking me to do this. I'm going to give it a try, but don't take it against me. It's, you know, when it comes to appraisal period. Is that a fair thing to say? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And also, if you want to volunteer, rather than quiet hiring, I mean, sometimes we actually recommend our clients to volunteer for exciting roles that are outside their scope just to get exposure, just to get a better understanding, a bigger picture. So how do we manage this? I mean, I feel like on one hand, if I'm a job seeker, I can take advantage of the fact that companies would want to, for lack of a better choice of words, exploit my potential. But at the same time, we cannot deny that as a generation, take for example, a couple of weeks ago, there was a study released by the Institute of Policy Studies that found that you have quite a number of particular generation that value work-life balance over something like salary. What would your advice be to a new job seeker considering this phenomenon? I think it's important for you to know what you want in the first place. You're on mm. a career acceleration strategy mm. where you want to make lots of money, uh, climb the corporate ladder fast, then you can't have it all. Then you might have to mm-hmm. put your work-life balance on hold. Then you start looking for roles that are exciting, that are strenuous, and, and hopefully you land one. But if you decide that you know, at this point in time, I want to spend a bit more time with my family, mm. even if it takes even if the job as a lower pay grade, then you decide what you want to do and, and you do it. So it's more about about not making sure that the, the dog is wagging the tail, not the tail wagging the dog, that you know what you want to do and you mm. go and find it. Nice. And you can't have it all. That's the key word right there. You, you cannot climb the corporate ladder <laughs> and still have work-life balance. It's going to be tough. I mean, you can do it, but it's going to be stressful tough. Yes, indeed. And many people will be unhappy around you if you try to do that as well, I think, because you can't mm. give your commitment to... Spoil market, though. Yeah, well, you can't give your <laughs> full commitment to your work, and yeah. you can't give your full commitment to yourself or your family as well, whatever that balance may be for you. And that's an interesting point you brought up, you know, because if you do put in 100% of your effort into your work, mm-hmm. you put in another 100% of your effort into your family, and what's happening next is they're gonna get, you're going to break down. Yeah. It's not yeah. sustainable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I think the best, the best way to do this is for, for all the employers listening out there, I think this is a mindset change. We need to do seasonal work. Mm. You oh, work six yeah. months... You know, exclusively, and then take six months off to six months. get your balance <laughs> back. And then they can hire Ooh, wow. somebody else to do your work. So Jobs everyone creation. is working okay. every every six months. Every It's a win-win situation, oh. if you ask me. I feel like I need to work for Tim Go, you know. <laughs> Very interesting suggestions you have. But Adrian, I feel this then is the main responsibility here has to be on the employer. 
I mean, wouldn't you have employers that use the chance of uh, promotion as a means to slip in a bit of a quiet hiring culture there? <laughs> well, if the promotion comes with a bump in salary, then why not, right? Uh, there's additional work, but there's additional uh, uh, money in your pay. Okay. I think that's okay. The, I think the biggest grouse against quiet hiring is when employers try to sneak in, uh, make you double hat uh, mm-hmm. for as, as a long-term solution to their headcount, to mm-hmm. their frozen headcount uh, woes. So, and then it leads to burnout. So I think that's where the biggest uh, growls it comes comes in from employees. Yeah, and I think the best way is really for both employers and employees to sit down, talk about these new duties that you yeah. are given, mm. and the expectations as well that you should have from these things. Because if I'm going to do accounting for you, I might not be able to do sales for you as good as I used to do, for example. And the worst thing is you end up doing badly in both. Yes, ah, that's another possibility. That's another area to manage. <laughs> Should HR get involved then, perhaps? Maybe they can be the mediators. Well, HR should be involved because I think this is actually an HR policy because it mm. involves job descriptions and, uh, you know, the overall happiness of their employees. And mm-hmm. as, you already, as we already know, employee engagement scores have been declining for the years. Engagement, so, okay. Uh, employee engagement scores, it's, it's, not, it's not been good. So uh, and companies are struggling with uh, how do we... Uh, raise the employee engagement mm-hmm. uh, levels in, in the organization. So doing this sneakily quiet hiring is not going to help. Yeah. I mean, how hard is it just, just talk? Uh? Yeah, exactly. Or throw a big net out there and say, hey, we have positions available for uh, whatever, you know, yeah. like an on-air host. If you want to try out, sure, yeah. you should audition and yeah. try out. If you're good, hey, why not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's something yeah. something like that. And if you and have that hobby to do something yeah. and you think you can contribute to the organization, you should step mm-hmm. up as well. And if it's voluntary, I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know? Then I'll, I'll put up my hand and go, hey, you know, I want to have a try it uh, because one day you never know, I might have my own talk show. Exactly. Uh, right? Then if voluntary, it's okay. But if you've been arrowed and suddenly you're KPI'd on it, and that's where it gets a bit tricky. But, you know, I, I'm always uh, of the belief that you don't try, you wouldn't know. And uh, it always... Try new things. You never know. You might really be very good at it. I think Adrian, you got potential for your own talk show. Yeah, <laughs> sincerely, I think. And that's that's an example of uh, you know bosses should you know praise their employees once in a while. It's always good. <laughs> but if you don't mind, <laughs> just looking ahead, right? We've got Singapore budget coming up in a couple of weeks. Do you think there is anything in there that perhaps can help where manpower is concerned? Because we got to be fair, there is a lack of service staff right now. There is, but it's been a perennial problem mm. all around, you know. It's, it's hard to find, and if you want to raise the salary of service staff, then uh, you have to raise the prices of the of the food in the restaurant, and then mm-hmm. nobody's going to go to your restaurant and catch 22. And the government can't continue subsidizing staff salaries either, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a tricky situation. But the way I see it, I'm really hoping for this budget, they're going to, uh, once again, give us more money with regards to SkillsFuture credits, and so that we can continue upgrading ourselves to do more exciting and more complex jobs. Adrian, upgrading is one thing, but will these regular people really want to take on new challenges, though, when it comes to work or filling up jobs that, you know, we always say many local Singaporeans tend to, you know, avoid? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's difficult. Um, and I, I don't see any solution inside. No, it's, it's like, Neither do I, it's, actually. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like recently there's a lot of talk about the plumber who went to Australia and he started making like 100000 a year, mm-hmm. whereas in Singapore he'll be making far less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until the day we start respecting skilled workers in, in Singapore, and, and you know, that's when you actually see more skilled workers coming up to mm. the fore. 
other than that, it's going to be difficult. So it's a mindset shift. It's not an easy it's not an easy problem to fix. Yeah, Adrian, let's have a little bit of fun with this while we run through some of these terms. Think about what the next new trend at the workplace could be. So uh, here's a couple: silent hoarding. Uh, this is the following: uh, pantry stocking up on snacks. <laughs> Me la, actually. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Breezy breakdown when you have to take a quick five-minute cry while you're sitting in the loo. That's a real problem. Uh, cryptic ranting. Uh, this is the one on Insta stories uh, mm-hmm. talking about their bosses or their colleagues. This is something that you shouldn't be doing. I yeah. think if your yeah. social media page is open to private, the public. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or public. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I like this one. Uh, easy exiting. So when you go in a bit of like a ORD mode, that means that you're kind of starting to let go after submitting your resignation letter. Actually, this oh, uh, easy. Exiting yeah. is the best part of your time at any workplace. It's true. It's true. It's the first week and the last week. Yeah, it's true. It's one of those things. Yeah, I like this one. Exit strategizing. Uh, so you plan to hold a meeting outside the office in the late afternoon, and then you go back home straight away. Oh, that I love. <laughs> <laughs> or what I usually tell like PR companies: hold your events like around four p.m. Yeah. so we can all attend and go home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why not? Uh, here's another one: tactical, technical. When hmm. you pretend an electronic device is malfunctioning so that you don't have to participate in a work meeting. I usually just freeze <laughs> myself on the screen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, Adrian, technical. what do you think is going to be the next big trend? Well, I'm thinking, uh, jokes aside, I think the next big trend is going to be what we call career sustainability. You know, oh. we, all, we all aren't getting any younger and the dream of retiring at 55 uh, is far long gone. Uh, the, the number keeps hitting on bigger and bigger. Now, I think it's 67. By the time I reach that, it's going to be like 95. We have to start planning for career sustainability. How do we pace ourselves? How do we right. continue to stay in demand, doing the things that we love, getting paid? Fairly for the role that we are doing all the way till the day we want to stop working, which Whatever day that is, so it's gonna it's gonna be a matter of uh, how do we build sustainable careers for ourselves. I think uh, Elliot is pointing to me when you said career sustainability. Mm. I'm, I'm actually there. I foresee myself working part time longer, but not fully retiring. So you kind of earn a little bit, but you're not really putting I, I, every yeah. hour of your waking hour at work. So that's sort of where we're going. I, I think. feel like we have already accepted that we're just gonna work until we grow old. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> keeps us active as well active aging mm, true true thank you very much yeah. yeah thank you adrian for joining us here adrian Chu, love to talk to you all the time ceo and founder of career agility international here on drive time to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app that's a-w-e-d-i-o available on google play or the app store